best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. And welcome, friends, to best friend hood. Yay! We are here for another week. Oh my gosh. So this is episode seven where we're hitting seven. I love it. This has been so much fun. Oh my God. Yeah. It's been fantastic. So at the moment of this recording, I may be a creeper and check out how many listens we have. Currently, we are sitting at around 830 some listens. Which is astounding because at the time that we're recording this, we are three, four episodes in that have actually been released. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a total of three weeks because we we released our first two episodes at the same time. Correct. Yeah. It blows my mind that our voices, our stories, our thoughts have been shared and heard by that many sets of ears. So many ears. Yeah. Of corn. Hopefully people as well. The Midwest is for corn. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's all that was in my head right then. Oh, boy, howdy. So we spent some time trying to think, where do we go next? Uh, We do have a list of some pretty good ideas. Mm -hmm. But I think for where you and I are emotionally, energetically, and time-wisely, if we decided to... Go ahead and go with this question that I wrote down on my notes app. Can coworkers be friends? I love this question so much because for me it pertains to several of the episodes that we've already recorded, several of the people that I've talked about. And I just want to throw out there that some of the episodes that we've done, some of the topics we've covered already, we know that they fully deserve and we've even talked about having additional episodes for those yeah like a follow-up edition right like maybe the opposite side of the coin or a continuation of the conversation filling it out yeah we talked about doing one of those tonight and frankly today is not the day so i love that this is kind of like a one-off almost like it seems like we had kind of a theme going this no not to you no oh, but okay. hey that's all right to me it, it reads like a theme <laughs> And this feels like a little step out of that. We'll pick up with those same topics in a future episode. Yes, most definitely. And just honestly, like in the last, what, less than a minute that you've been talking and you had mentioned that you talked about some of your friendships in the past. And I went, oh my gosh, those were his coworkers, which Mm -hmm. is broadening my thought process for what I would care to say for this episode already. I love this. Me kind too. of off the cuff. This is how we do it. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, let's let's have a blanket statement and just see where things go from there. That's exactly what's happening right now. It's exactly what I think we've done with most of our episodes. So do you think to start it, should we just ask each other the yes or no question? Can coworkers be friends? I believe that they can. I think that a coworker has the potential to be a friend outside of work. Oh, well said. That's exactly where I was going to be going. Really? Yeah. So, can coworkers be friends? Yes, but much bigger outside of work. 
Mm, I had to ask. That way we were both asked the question. Correct. Yes, that's where we were going with mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Yeah. So when you were proffered that question or this idea topic, what came to your head right off the bat? The thing that jumped, the thing that came into my head right away was my friend B that I talked talked about in episode six. We literally met at work. Yeah. And in that world of being a flight attendant, you're on an airplane with somebody for so long, typically. And the way she and I worked back then was we would leave our base in Chicago for five days before we would go home. So we were at the same hotel every night on the same van in the morning. Like we were just always around each other if we chose to be. So because we had hit it off so well on the plane, well, really at that training uh, situation, um, it was really easy to then like go to the restaurant that was attached to the hotel and have dinner or something and just continue connecting and talking and laughing and just having a really good time. And it wasn't until, I don't know, probably a month or two into working together a lot um, that I invited her over for opening day, baseball opening day in the spring. It was so much fun. And that was, I think, the first time in a long time that I had invited like a true just co-worker into my outside of work realm. Mm-hmm. I've always typically gotten along with coworkers, but never to the point that it felt safe at that point or not even safe, but just comfortable, comfortable to want to have them in my space when we're not working together. And with B, it was like this new fun, I don't know, just adventure. And as I say that though, I'm reminded that the friend that introduced you and I, we work together that's how I met her. Really? At the distribution center. <laughs> counting I clothing. I forgot about that. I completely forgot until right now. It just hit me like a lightning bolt that, wait a second. But back then, I didn't, I was 19. I was not inviting anybody anywhere because I had such a small, crummy apartment. The invitation was extended to me. Yeah. So it was kind of like the tables were were turned a little bit that in that happenstance, Somebody saw something in me and thought, oh, we should have him in in our friend group where years later in the Chicago, I was the one going, oh, this person, I want this person in my, in my world. How fun. This is kind of like <clears throat> reconnecting map dots as well for me, because I, I, I do think about my coworkers from the past and there are certain jobs that I would say. I made friends at more than others. Like I had a retail job, same place you were distributing. Mm -hmm. I worked in the retail store Mm -hmm. and I don't have any long lasting friends from Mm -hmm. that employment era. Um, When I worked out the airport before you even were a steward person, I worked out in an airport. (laughs) I don't think I knew that. Oh, I think that you did. Um, Worked at the, the restaurant within it. Oh, it's super tiny. That's right. I and didn't it know was that. in the middle of the country. And so, like, it was just farmers would come or the right. airline staff that were there. Very small. I mean, I have one who's like a social media friend. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. 
so those were the work happenstances to where, well, shoot, Batute, even working at the school, I wouldn't say they're close friends, but they're definitely social media and I care about them friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it kind of like the workplace almost depends on if they can become a friend or not. Because I think about when I first started working in communications, the people there, one of them are still a really fantastic friend of mine. And then where I'm at now, I mean, one of my coworkers was in my wedding, you know? Right. <laughs> and that was a super quick friendship, a super fast friends moment there. Um, but with putting those aside and trying to think about some of the other people that I've worked with, can coworkers be friends? I think the biggest thing that comes to my brain is these are people that you're spending most of your time with. Mm-hmm. Truly, mm-hmm. you're spending more of your time with them than you are your family. In many cases, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I think happenstantially, you get to know these people see their quirks, understand their habits, you rely on them in some, some Mm -hmm. instances, and they also help you out in some moments too. Hopefully. So I think those are, those are huge pillars or building blocks of friendship. Yeah. But I would say, and also depending on the workplace, you really can't bring a friend from work home. It might be because of what you're doing in your workplace, as in like there are things that are proprietary or Mm -hmm. even secretive, or they're so specific that trying to hang out with anybody who doesn't work in that area, they won't get it. So conversation might be tough. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. And especially because you don't have a choice of the personalities that you work with. Ooh, that's a really good point. So workplace is kind of... It's a hodgepodge. Yeah, it's a... Do you remember that game when we were little and you would literally wind it up and there were these little fish and they were on... And they were supposed to be in a pond and as they would turn in their pond, their mouths would open and close and you had this tiny little fishing rod to try to like catch the fish. Do you remember that? Absolutely. That's like a workplace. Yeah. And you might be able to find a friend that way. <laughs> right, right, right. That's, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I... And it kind of depends on the luck of the draw, really. Mm-hmm. I've worked jobs where, like when I was a flight attendant, I was surrounded by my coworkers. You know, we went to training together. We went to our, we went on our trips together. We would meet up with each other in the airport. I mean, I know a lot of people really connect and build friendships there. But then I think about a job that I had when I was in college where I was working at a hotel, a pretty small hotel, and I was the only employee there for eight hours a day. Like, holy cow. Yeah. I was the, I worked like... because you were overnight. Not even overnight. I was the the person there in the evenings from check-in until like, I think 11 or 12. So the cleaning crew is not there. No, they were usually done. I often didn't even know their names because I only worked in the afternoon or evening. And it's not like that kind of a job has a Christmas party. No. 
Certainly not. You're all working because holidays are busiest. Yeah. And so actually when we went on our adventure last weekend, I saw one of my old coworkers and we kind of locked eyes and I was like, okay, I don't even remember your name. Like we worked together for two or three years, but we never actually worked a shift together other than the like three days that I got to train him. Literally can't tell you his name. We worked there at the same time for like three years. That reminds me of this Ron Swanson quote. One of the people in the office, you know, not a direct character, were retiring. And Ron goes, I really always enjoyed him. What was his name again? Oh, my God. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we just really got along. We still don't talk sometimes. And he's like, like in jo- with joy in his yeah. voice about that. Yeah. yeah. That was his friend in the office. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ron Swanson. Yeah. Not necessarily a highlighted human being to try to follow if you're trying to make meaningful relationships. Right. Unless you are as understanding as Leslie Nope. Fair. Oh, sorry. Since we are off topic, may I bring up something that I scribbled down really quickly? Yes, please do. I'm really curious what you wrote. Thank you. Um, Because especially when you were working at the airline as a steward, that's so interesting to me because obviously there's going to be personalities and um, you're in the service industry technically, Mm -hmm. but you're also in the security industry. You are... Whoever is on that flight, on that plane with you, you all are in charge of hundreds of people's lives, their safety, and how the heck to make sure that they survive. If anything, anything, I'm talking somebody's allergy, I'm talking multiple barf bag scenarios, I'm talking crash landing. You are trained and in your brain, you don't get a break from that, but you're also trying to sit with two to three other humans Mm -hmm. that's intense yeah it's intense i often joked well i think we all often joked that it was kind of like jump seat therapy where during takeoff and landing when the flight attendants had to be seated if somebody had a really rough time going on in their lives even if you had just met they may tell you their story and just need to vent And I don't know that that particularly qualifies as a friendship, but because you are in such a siloed off profession where you're traveling all the time, you're working with different people almost daily, you don't get to see your regular family and friends on a regular basis, you almost have no other option. Like if you get bad news in the morning and you still have to go to work because you're halfway around the world or the country... Who else are you going to tell it to but your co-worker, your colleague, who is also a flight attendant, who can completely relate and understand that, man, life continues happening even when you're 30,000 feet above the planet. You also have to trust each other. A hundred percent. So... Because of what you said, because of that security mm -hmm. factor. So to share when you've gotten those bad, bad news bears moments or even if you're just literally having a human bad day Mm -hmm. to share that with your cohort is going to help them know in what kind of mindset you are right? just in case. And for some people that absolutely then translates into friendship. Oh, I I mean, I would understand that. Or if you let loose your truth to somebody, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, also, you're literally buckled in. What are you going to do? Walk away? No. No. No, you're not. You've got a captive <laughs> audience. Very literal captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> For me, like, when I think about those coworkers, gosh, I think about all the people that I went through training with, like I talked about Amy last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about all the other people that I went through training with. I 100% consider them friends. You know, we've, we went through such a stressful, strenuous, difficult period of time together. And we really bonded through that, that even though we don't talk as much as maybe some of us would prefer, I really do consider some of them to still be my friends. I've lost contact with others, but there are a small handful of my training class that I think are going to be considered friends for life. Even if we don't talk every week, even if we don't talk more than once every six months. Yeah. We still have that connection mm-hmm. to just, if somebody picks up the phone or if we run into each other, we're able to reconnect immediately. And I think about, I'm just trying to broaden it because I feel like. Oh yeah, we are in a just rabbit for hole. We too, you know, we're, we're pretty sequestered, but I remember when a husband worked at a very large factory Mm -hmm. and you know he helped well he worked around some people and these people were pulling 12 hour shifts six days a week and it's loud and you can't really talk but they had their friends at work because they would all take lunch break at the same time even if they were working at different departments Mm -hmm. they would you know talk to each other before work be like all right 12 30 lunch and it's very structured there, so you can't not mm-hmm. plan things out. But those people would always eat lunch together, and they would always find a way to take a break, reconnect, I'm assuming, recharge together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then hit back on the factory floor. Wow. I mean, that's a different kind of coworker. You know, that's yeah. something that we, if you've not been in that line of work before, you kind of forget. Mm-hmm. Can a coworker be friends? Well... If you're in a situation like that, you make it happen. Right. You have to be extra intentional about that. Otherwise, you're literally by yourself with earplugs in, hard hat, and safety glasses on, like with no other thing Mm -hmm. engaging you except for your work. And I can only imagine that without that really intentional connection with someone to say, hey, let's have lunch together. That must be such an incredibly lonely 12-hour shift if if you don't have something to look forward to or someone to connect to. And in that same kind of thought process, when you're working those extraordinarily long hours, 12 hours, six days a week, so you're spending that last one either recuperating or with your family, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. have the time to go and try to harness new friends or bolster the ones that you had. Like, you're you're probably going to go hang out with your coworkers because at least you can talk about something mm-hmm. and those issues that you need to work through because you just spent 12 hours somewhere and you need to work through some of that BS. Right. Somebody who's going to understand it. Without explanation, And without somebody questions. who has the same schedule as you. Right. So right. it's almost, it's not even a question if can coworkers be friends. It's can you find friends within your coworkers in that kind of a situation? Yeah, that's very well said. Can you find through all the other people, can you somehow peg or pick out the people who 
you can connect with because you do have some kind of a similar interest or something to bring you together other than just work because if you can connect just on work that's fine really there's nothing wrong with that yeah but man i can only imagine that you must want to talk about something different after a while but when do you have time to do that Mm -hmm. and with Mm -hmm. whom that just hit me right then i didn't even you know because it's not part of my life so i wasn't mine either not anymore i mean i haven't worked at a factory factory but i worked at a a distribution center where mm, for yes. eight to ten hours a day I would be standing by myself sorting products or putting products into boxes and the only time I would get to actually talk to someone was at our 15 minute break every what three hours and then lunch I would go home hmm those work environments do not seem healthier lending themselves to good things for we as human animals mm-hmm yeah, I, th- I feel like that could be a sticky path no, to walk. It is. It is. Because the comfort and timeliness that we have come to expect depends on these kind of mm-hmm. situations. Right. Still doesn't mean that it's not bad. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think even the system in which we operate, whether we choose to or not, capitalism relies on people putting forth that effort and if we can find some humanity within that system besides the oh gosh i'm not quite sure how to delicately wore this there are people who brag about how hard they work yes oh i haven't had a day off in 15 years Ooh, that's how the hell are you still alive also there are people who don't work nearly as hard as you Mm mm-hmm and they give two shits. They're half away across the world and they're sailing on a boat with strippers right. and 12 pounds of Coke. I don't know how to respond to that. Neither do I, but it's a fact. It is a fact. And it makes me feel not good. I mean, I don't think I want anything to do with Coke but, or strippers, but sailing on a boat and working a little bit less than I do. I'm really fortunate that I have found myself in a position where I work really hard four days a week Mm -hmm. but then typically i get to choose if i have a three-day weekend and i often spend that recovering mentally Mm -hmm. emotionally or making up or fulfilling other obligations within Mm -hmm. your job yeah Mm -hmm. so it's not really a a day off often it's not and and i'm I'm okay with that Yeah. yeah it's a part day it's an early out day but I don't know that I would trade that for the opportunity to sail away and sit on the Mediterranean. I really love what I get to do. Because that would get old, too, after a while. Maybe. I've never... I don't know. I've never had that experience. We get bored easily. That's the truth. I do, especially. Oh, I meant, you know... Oh, humanity in general. If you're floating around on a boat after a while, you're going to be like, all right, well, you know, I could really go use walking down a street and visiting three bars in a row right you know that's what that's what i meant by that i see yeah i don't know i'm i'm hmm. to brag about or prioritize working so incredibly hard without taking time for yourself for relationships for recovery true fulfillment within your work or yeah yeah besides time spent it feels like it. that's not a feeling. I think that people who 
buy into that. I don't. It's even, like I don't think they're buying into it. I think it's uh they they've they're caught hook line hook line and sinker that this is what your priority needs to be. We can talk about work ethic. We can talk about being hardworking or not so hardworking, but working yourself like that for fifteen years or however long, somebody has pulled the wool over your eyes, perhaps, or or maybe, maybe you're avoiding something. I think that's more so it, because when your work becomes your existence i'm not sure that that's always healthy did you need to sneeze i did but i stopped it thank you oh i hate that you still do that i didn't pinch it no you didn't i just thought about pink elephants and it went away isn't that supposed to help you sneeze is when you say pink elephants oh i just imagine the pink elephants from dumbo dancing around <gasps> the and it distracts ones? me yeah oh, the really scary ones it's like oh. an acid trip before i even knew what an acid trip was yes much like willy to... wonka did you ever watch willy wonka i surprisingly was allowed to watch that as a child that tunnel scene scariest Scared. thing oh my ever. gosh yeah and the rowers just keep rowing oh my gosh yeah horror that and horror. the dumbo scene nightmares I've never had to do acid in my life because of those movies. Thank you very much, cinematics. Thank you very many. Thank you very many. Um, wow. So I've gone down a brain break. Would you mind if we take a break, an sure. actual break, so that I can get back on track? Because I know there are a few different things that I wanted to hit on when we're talking about can coworkers be friends? And we kind of went on a tangent about a different line of work. Are you Alice? Because I feel like we're in Wonderland. I don't even... I don't even... Uh... Listen, apparently I must be sitting too close to Mr. Caterpillar because my brain is smoked. Yeah, let's take a minute All and right. reconvene, reconvene. Fair. Because we're back, back, back again! To best friendhood. I've been sitting here thinking, what can I say to go with that and all i could think was guess who's back back, <laughs> back again, again. <laughs> it's your friend best friend who <laughs> well done well <laughs> done thank you thank you uh as well yeah i don't understand where that came from the back 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 again because <laughs> the only place that i've ever heard it is my favorite twitch streamer granny well, then it. that's exactly where it came from. Back, back, back again. Yeah. Love Granny. Oh, my gosh. For sure. So, this episode, can coworkers be friends? And I think, universally, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. But there are certainly caveats within that. Because much like everything, the world is not black and white. It is mm -hmm. grayscale. For certain. Yeah. And um, so I did scroll down a few notes because I know my brain was <laughs> floaty McGee and trying to go everywhere all at once. So I did take a little bit of time and I, I wrote down, tried trying to capture what <laughs> was my cranium hurricane. Um, so the first thing that I wrote down is it's not that we aren't friendly with our coworkers. Excuse me. It's not that we aren't friendly. Aren't friendly 
with our coworkers because we do like and understand them. I mm-hmm. think hearkening back to what I said earlier, like these are the people that we spend the majority of our lives mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. our coworkers. And so you do get to know them. You get to know their habits, how they react to things, um, their likes, their family happenstance, you know, and some of my favorite coworkers. Oh, shoot, patoot. I'm just now realizing something I didn't even write down. For my 35th birthday, I am, I tried to make it open to all. I literally had an open house birthday party, and I invited yeah. my coworkers, and I said, the PG portion of this birthday party will be from 1 o'clock until 3. Please feel free to come. Only one of them did. Mm-hmm. And I really try to make the love that I feel for these people and the space that I hold for them pretty available. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And I, I did that again in inviting all of my coworkers to my home for my birthday party between these hours. And there were, you know, you could bring your kids. There's going to be a heck of a lot of food. There will be alcohol, but there will also be non-alcoholic uh, enjoyment as well. And only one of them came. And I think that kind of, in that moment, solidified <laughs> the fact that, you know what? Your coworkers aren't your friends mm-hmm. sometimes. And that's fine. That's okay. So it's not that we aren't friendly with our coworkers, but you know what? Maybe that relationship does have that cut off for people. And I think that is wholeheartedly respectable and understandable and probably smart. And I think about in one of my newer job sets, Mm -hmm. something that I've um, come into is a much more professional, strict and structured avenue. And what's really interesting within that is, you know, some of those people that I've come into in that work area, we are social media friends. um, And sometimes I feel a little bit deeper of a connection with them or are more comfortable, I should say, instead connection. And I'll text them every once in a while may or may not get a response and that's fine. Um, But elsewhere, it's really interesting because in that certain part of my life, I'm learning that they are choosing, we are friendly with each other and we respect each other, but they are the ones who are setting those boundaries of, oh yeah, we're friendly and we respect each other and I like you as a person, but we won't be connecting outside of this portion mm-hmm. of our life. And that's been really, really interesting to me because I am a person who th- thrives and craves connection in all spaces. So it's been really an interesting and learning curve and eye-opening thing for me. So with that being said... One of the other things that I wrote down is how to make a friend at work. And I think more so 
what I <laughs> mean besides my scrawl is how if you have that coworker that you really, really like and enjoy, how do you broaden that into the possibility of a friendship? Mm-hmm. And now I'm leaving it open to you to walk in on any of the litany of things I just spoke about. <laughs> I wish I'd been taking notes through that because you touched on so many things. I think the first thing that comes to my mind, and I will come back to your question about how do you make that person into a friend if you're both agreeable to or do so. Open up the door. Yeah to, yeah, to have that be an option. When it comes to those really professional respectful, likable uh, relationships, it certainly can feel like the waters are kind of muddied in determining where do we stand with each other. Because you do have that connection through that professional connection and through that and some of the things that come with that, like spending all day with each other and and having those moments of downtime where you get to connect and share more about your personal lives many people it sounds like choose to keep that downtime or to not downtime many people it sounds like choose to keep that boundary up that this is the realm in which we know each other and i've already got my people and there's not really maybe room or space to have new friends. I remember a friend of mine once had somebody quite forwardly ask him if they would be if they could be friends because they just they got along so well at work and his response was a very crude hashtag no new friends. Sorry, I don't have space for that. And I've made the joke Hashtag no new friends. When I've met someone and gone, ooh, our energies are very different. Our priorities are very different. Our beliefs are very different. Hashtag no new friends. But that's not the same. No, it's it's a completely different circumstance. But the idea of no new friends, I think, extends into this conversation because some people do place that boundary And that awareness of themselves that I've got my partner, my children, my family, and my existing friend group. And I'm choosing not to expand into that. When we see each other at work or at professional Mm -hmm. get-togethers, absolutely let's connect. I I don't have the space or or whatever the reason is to foster a new relationship, a new friendship. That's so alien to me. It's so alien to me, but I can respect it and I can understand it because I do recognize the fact that other humans are not like you and I more so. I do like to tout and pretend like I know every absolute thing about you, but I, I don't. But I know for myself, like I am always absolutely enthralled by meeting new people, especially if they catch my fancy. Mm-hmm. I want to get it all up in that business. I want to know all about you. And I would probably like to hang out again sooner or later. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, we did a little okay. bit. Okay, I thought so. So this That's my personality type. There are others out there in the world, of course. And I shouldn't I almost dislike that whole 
personality type thing. Hmm. Yeah, you can try to put people in buckets or maybe try to put them in multiple buckets. And I think that that can be right or close to right for most of things. But you're literally trying to put a human existence into buckets. But isn't that what we do? Good we luck. categorize oh, well, things. We try to we make categorize sense of people. everything. Yes, that's what we try to do. We try to make sense of all of the things, including each other. Mm-hmm. Which you will never be able to do. Correct. Listen, as soon as you get yourself figured out, good on that. Good luck on trying to figure out another human being in that same <laughs> lifetime. Right. Oy vey. Mm. So, bringing it back. If you are in a job setting and you really enjoy this person, how do you try to broaden? Are you doing all right? Yeah, I'm just thinking really hard because I had something I wanted to add oh, shoot. to I'm what you sorry. had originally said. And I didn't write it down. And now I'm not coming back to it. But I think the question that you're asking is probably going to lead us into that because I had a two-part response so please continue with that thought. Okay. I was trying to lead us back into my last <clears throat> little note. If you're at a workplace and there is a coworker and you're really enjoying them, how do you open up the the door or the possibility of becoming a friend? More than just a person who's like, hey, how are you? Your coffee's low. I know that you like coffee. I'm going to go get coffee. Also, how about that front door that sticks and makes a noise? Isn't that silly? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you make a, how do you open up to a person to try to proffer the option of a friendship with them? Are you asking me, or is this a rhetorical, open-ended question for either one of us to start talking about? It is uh, a question for this podcast, which we call Best Friendhood. That... What? <laughs> We're on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, so I, I would love your input on that question. So when you asked that, I immediately thought of my relatively new coworker, whose facial expressions I know, whose body language is very demonstrative. She has a certain way of just using her body and her face to get her point across. If she is excited, she puts her arms out. If she's upset, oh yeah, Melissa just like waved her arms well, open I'm all the sure way. I, just from what you're saying right now, I'm pretty sure I've already notched it down to which coworker. Oh, you're you know exactly of. who it is. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that is much. Girl, if you're listening, you know who I'm talking about. You know you. So I love it when she comes into my office. And I've worked there for 14 months at the time of this recording. And she and I hit it off really kind of quickly. Um, just sharing like what we did over the weekend. Very similar interests, very similar hobbies. And the other people in the office, I, I love all of my coworkers. I have the most amazing workspace. Everyone is they so kind do. and thoughtful open, honest, and supportive. And I connect with each of them really differently. One person is a friend that I've known for, gosh, years, who I was so excited when she got hired. One, of course, is our fearless leader, who I really 
admire and respect, and I certainly consider her friendly, but I've never really given it much thought beyond that until tonight when we're recording this that, yeah, no, I don't know that I could consider her a friend. We are friendly and we are very close, but we also have that work personal mm-hmm. boundary. Because would you want her? Would you want to be able to consider this person? Certainly. Right. But I, then in your work space, in the boundaries realm are... that, in the realm that you work within, mm-hmm. it's very difficult because as much as you would love for this person to be all up in your biz all the time and you want to be all up in theirs all the time and you want to help and support Bolster 24-7, 365 and all the things that they're doing, your profession doesn't necessarily facilitate... Mm-mm. There becomes this kind of, in my experience, bleed over where if I'm thinking too much about work outside of work, it really affects me negatively. And I think if I were to connect with certain coworkers outside of work, I'm not sure that we have enough in, in common or I think our work is so inherently part of who we are that it would be really hard for us to separate work conversation from personal conversation. Now, this other friend, coworker that I have, to be fair, we have not hung out outside of work. I believe that that's a yet. And when she and I, so she and I are the morning crew, is what they've started calling us. <laughs> we are the first two in the office most mornings. Okay. One of us is there disinfecting things. One of us is there making coffee. Sometimes we disinfect together and we just chat. Like we just catch up about life, about what's going on at home. And we really connect outside of professional, consultative, how you doing, that kind of thing. We really, like the 30 minutes before the office opens is like our time. This week, she wasn't able to be there two mornings. And one of our other coworkers came in and... She said, hey, how you doing? I noticed you don't have your your morning buddy with you today. Oh. (laughs) And it warmed my heart. And I went, I know. It was a real struggle making the coffee by myself. Bless. Like, I love every single one of my coworkers very much. Like, I truly do feel love in my heart for them. And I think that comes back to what we've talked about with boundaries and and. I'm not sure that each one of those relationships offers itself because they've got their own lives and I've got my own life. And and there's just not necessarily... It's also happenstantial because you're spending all of your time together. Right. You get to know and understand and love these people, but that doesn't mean they're going to fit into your Mm -hmm. personal puzzle. Very well said. That's exactly what I've been... Yeah, you just said exactly what my brain was trying to wrap itself around. So when you do have that coworker that you go, oh my gosh, we click beyond just work. We have these similar interests. We have whatever connective tissue. I think obviously it'll be a both feel that kind of a thing. I think so. I would hope so. I, 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 I always hope that that kind of a, of a connection is a mutual connection. I know in my experience, it generally has been. Yeah, agreed. I honestly... it. I I go back to the thought, not the thought, I go back to 
when I was in my internship and my supervisor said, you know, as adults, we often kind of lose those skills, those friendship building skills that, that children have. Yes, this is a real thing. A hundred percent. So in a professional way, say to your co- co-worker, man, I love eating lunch with you. We always have such great conversations. Do you want to like grab a coffee this weekend or something? And even I would say, okay, this is me with a bit of my own personal knowledge, but also all of the, and I hate to admit this, teen Cosmo magazines that I used to read when I was a, well, middle schooler, and they were not helpful at all. But something that I've gleaned is you're going to ask this hangout time, like you already have plans, but you want to include them. It's like, hey. (gasps) What? I'm... Like, I have a plan on hanging out at this place at this time. I'm already going to be there. It would be really awesome if you would come and join me. I've never heard of that. I don't know that I would ever actually ask someone just to coffee. That's not how I roll. Well, it's also, I mean, because that could be taken so many different ways from whomever and in whichever situation their brain might be in that day. But if you say... I'm going to be at this place at this time. And it would be completely awesome if you would show up. Right. It takes a whole lot of could be stressors out of the situation. That's brilliant. Yeah. I guess thanks, Teen Cosmo. Ew. Not great for sex education for middle schoolers. Do not advise. No. Blah, blah. But that's a really good social skill. Yeah. I'm already going to be here. And even if you weren't even planning it. Show up to that place. Be there for 45 minutes. If they don't show up in the 15 minutes before or after that half an hour hangout time that you planned on, peace out. Be done. Wait, yeah. that's a whole hour. Math is tough sometimes, but I figured yep. it out. Yeah. Or even, and I'm thinking back to a particular circumstance where a friend wanted me to meet someone and they concocted this whole scheme. Rigmarole. To... Well, we're just all going to go out to dinner and just happen to invite this other person. We'll just make sure that you guys meet. Which, of course, I'm like, I wish you hadn't told me that because now I'm going to be thinking, oh, crud. Also, P.S., by the way, for my own stress level, I need to know, is this the one that turned out well? He's been mentioned on the podcast before. Okay, so this is the good one. The one that my dad called me and said, why aren't you dating him? So yeah. this was the good one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool, 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 tight, tight, Just needed to make sure it wasn't going to turn out to be a bad no, story. No, no, no. It wasn't a bad story okay. at all. Thank you. It's just a story of different interests and different... He was wonderful. Yes. Eth- uh, not ethics. Not morals. Etiquette. Etiquette. That's it. Yes, etiquette guy. The etiquette bringer. Etiquette guy. <laughs> Literally, my dad <laughs> called and was imagine? like, why have I not heard of this young man? And why are you not dating him? <laughs> oh, wait, after listening to the episode? After listening to our episode, <laughs> he, I'm not joking, sent me a text and said, are you free? And I was like, yeah, it's like Friday or Saturday, whatever. Papa, Papa no. He, the first words out of his mouth were, have I heard this story? And he recounted it. And I said, well, yeah, of course I told you about it. And Obviously, because you just listened to it. So, yes, you have heard it. <laughs> he was Semantics, Papa. So offended. That could have been my son-in-law. I could have the most polite, intelligent son-in-law. Why are you not dating him? Well, Dad, you see, when two people have very different plans for their lives, also, sometimes it just doesn't work you, out. Please don't forget that you have an... Not lawfully your daughter 
not in law. I don't know how to say that. I'm your daughter. Correct. Deal with it. I don't. I wanted to say that flutter. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. They already know it. They do know it. They know it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, so that God. really like highly concocted situation. I just realized is like grown up version of Cosmo situation of like, hey, we're just having this get together, and you're gonna be a. Are you free? They tried cool. Their best. Come with us. As a horrible situation. P.S. By the way, don't set your friends up unless they are all wholeheartedly into the situation. I just find it irksome and yucky and problematic. It so sure bless, can be. Bless that you work where you work. So the people who tried to set you up did the best imaginable. Oh, yeah. oh. He handled it so tactfully and so well. And, and it was meeting a, a very solid human being. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. We just, it just, it's never going to be a thing. And that's okay because I had a great time yeah. out. Yeah. It was wonderful. Like, no hard feelings. None whatsoever. It wasn't a fit. Yeah, and that's okay. Unlike a person who might be your coworker who you want to become your friend. So, they I guess what we're trying fit. to get back into... <laughs> I'm not even sorry that I derailed us with that story. No, listen, usually that's my job. I'm really glad that you took the toot toot engineer (laughs) seat for that one. Um, How to broaden it out. Well, I Mm. guess if you're seeing each other all the time and you get along and you have those inside jokes, just say, find a way to bring a little bit of that joy, that friendship. Find a way to try to introduce that outside of work and if that's a big ask it's a big ask but you don't know unless you try Mm -hmm. and i hate that that's as simple as an answer that i have i don't know what other answer that we could give i'm sure there's probably someone out there who is like this is the psychology of friendship this is how you do it i don't want that that feels so unnatural hearing you talk i even realize we are not robot no ma'am I don't think. Ow. I pinched my arm just oh, to make I sure. I you just pinched your microchip there for a second. No, that's in the other arm. Oh. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. You see the scar? <laughs> Does yeah. not come to you. I lost my train of thought. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> we could rewind the recording. <laughs> no, this is fun. I like this. Um, Can I be super? Go for it. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on, P.S. By the way, I have, I have, I want to share with you something that I've noticed, not just today and right now, but even in our earlier episodes, I'll only say three words of like a five or six word sentence and you go, yep, no, I, I understand. You're already in my brain and I love it. So... I think you already know what I'm trying to say. I'm tired. My brain is tired. (laughs) I wasn't going to assume. Dear Boobala, I'm done. I'm done. Let's be done. This has been a really solid episode, I think. Yes, I agree. No, I, I do agree. And the reason that I find it solid is that even with our hops, our skips, and our jumps, we still hit on some really solid things, and we still give truth and try to delve in to 
the subject at hand. But we've also got a lot of personal things happening right now. And um, I want to give that a little bit more space. And mm-hmm. I, this has been fun and good. But I think, like, I'm, I, I'm kind of tired and I'm kind of done. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Do you know what that is that Melissa's <laughs> demonstrating for you? Understanding. Honesty. A boundary. And a boundary. And a boundary. Oh, shoot, too. I love the fact that our friendship is such that we can be so honest and say, I'm tired. Let's be done. So and let's be done. I also add one more thing. That your honor and respect of my boundary, even in this amazing, new, beautiful, fantastic adventure of this podcast that I can still wholeheartedly be like, Jake, I'm, <laughs> I'm donezo. Is that all right? Yeah. Oh, say it in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I Thank you so much for that. Because I don't ever, because I don't ever want, and I don't believe that it ever will, honestly. Elsewise, how would we have ever started this podcast <laughs> if, if, <laughs> that friendship and that understanding and that base of love mm-hmm. would have changed. So any Hoosiers, thank you so much. Well, you can go ahead and go. And I am going to just keep rolling along because I had a lot more to say. So it's just going to be me. It's a solo podcast. I'm just Do you joking. really? <laughs> no. Oh my God. I, oh, I, I, I believed you. Okay. Listen, y'all. You're already listening. That was a dumb thing to say. He literally just pulled his phone off of the countertop and was like scrolling through it and starting to read. I'm like, oh, man has some notes that I've not allowed him (laughs) to get to. All right. I I suppose I will. Peace out, Girl Scout. No, 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 no. All right. I just thought it would be funny to gently undercut. Like, yeah, you go ahead. You're tired. Go to bed. I'm going to stay here and record for three more hours. Good night. There's just a cascade of... Cascade? Yeah, there's a cascade of seat walder to hopping it on my bottle. What that translates to is there is a cascade of sea salt water out of my armpits <laughs> because I was like, I wasn't listening to my best friend and now I have so much to say. No, this is a really... No, I, I'm there too. I'm tired. Okay. I'm glad that we are doing this, and I'm grateful for our people who are following us and listening to us. Yeah, thanks for another hour of your time. What I was really picking up my phone... Please tell me, because I'm still (laughs) anxious about it. I was just picking up my phone so that I could accurately read off... Not read off, but just share... things, yes. Well done. That... As we end this evening, because y'all know we record in the evenings most of the time, I just wanted to make sure that I shared where you can find us. So on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram, you can follow us at BFHpod, Patreon at Best Friendhood, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, Best Friendhood, and email. Don't forget the what, 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 what email. It's bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. I don't know if you got something fun to say. If you got some feedback for us, some stories for us, if we want to hear them. If you don't have anything nice to say, please don't say anything at all. Correct. <laughs> I would also like to say, 
if you do have nice things to say, please rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, shoot, Batoot, that would be lovely. Because that's how other people can hear us, is oh, if you gosh. leave us a rating yeah, or us... a review. It gives us good feedback on what we're doing right, and it lets other people know... That this isn't just some somebody's bargain basement podcast. That's exactly what this is. This isn't a bargain basement. You're right. This is a beautiful basement. I'm sorry I even suggested that it was a bargain. I mean, there are a lot of things that I bought for a bargain within it, but yeah. Frugality is a virtue, I think. Frugality is a virtue. So yes, if you have criticisms, email them to us. If you have positive feedback, send us a review wherever you listen. We can take criticism and be okay with that. You can take criticism and I will say... I'll field those emails. <laughs> this podcast was edited by either Jake or myself. Our imagery was beautifully created by the ever-so-talented Jennifer Bate. And we thank you yet again for your time, your consideration, and for hanging out with us. One final note. That sweet lady across from me, she made our intro music. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being it. with us. Hey, take care of each other and find some fun. Be kind to yourselves. Know that you were loved. And worth being loved. And we'll see you next week. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.